Hi, this is Gavin Haverstick with Haverstick Designs, and we're here at GearFest uh, at Sweetwater 2023. I'm here with Mitch Gallagher, and this is The Sound Project. Mitch, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely, man. my yeah. pleasure. It's great to have you here at GearFest. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's always fun. I mean, I was telling someone yesterday. I mean, I was at some of the GearFest that was at Bass Road location. You oh, know, like wow. that long ago. Yeah. Uh, I've been coming up here since uh, 2001. I think is when well, I first started. Crazy. Yeah, and yeah. so cool to just see it evolve over the years, and then this year it being like. You know, virtual with all the mm-hmm. content creators here. It's it's pretty fun to, to see everything that's happening. Yeah, there is a lot going on on the campus. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, we've known each other for a long time. Since you know? 2001, I yeah, guess. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> I guess kind of start off with uh, I'd love to uh, hear a little bit more about kind of how you – how you made it to here? Like, what, what was your kind of background? The, the short version or the long version? Uh, it, it can be a really long version. It, <laughs> it can be the medium version <laughs> the if medium you want. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, I was, uh, uh, you know, in high school, I started playing guitar mm-hmm. and uh, and was really into science and technology and electronics and that kind of stuff. So I went to college to study electrical engineering. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the call of the music and the guitar was just too strong. So uh, after a year or so of that, I went on the road bands, mm-hmm. played guitar, and, uh, you know, was kind of always the guy that was into setting the PA up and getting the sound going and figuring all that out. And, you know, we had a four-track cassette recorder that we did some demos on and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, so I, I did the road thing for a while, then went back to school, uh, got my degree in, in music, and uh, then moved to Kansas City and went to grad school there at the University of Missouri in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was studying music composition and electronic music and playing a lot. I had a, a home studio where I did some albums out of there. And, you know, so I was I was doing the, the thing. I worked at a music store and, and uh, was just uh, basically living music yeah, the I whole did, time. I didn't know that about your electrical engineering background. Mine's mechanical engineering. Oh, like that, and, yeah. and But I just love music. And so I got sucked into this industry as well. <laughs> I had this idea in the back of my head that I was going to design pedals and that kind of yeah. stuff. But yeah. the, the playing part of it just, uh, just took over for me. So. Yeah. I, I always tell people it's just you have to follow what you you're passionate about, you Absolutely. know. Because if I, with my robotics degree, I was going to optimize the bottling process for Pepsi. Uh, I also <laughs> thought, like, man, it'd be cool to, um, I don't know, design pinball machines or just do right. something cool with it. Yeah. But nothing I'm uh, I'm as passionate about as music. It's funny know? how so, all that, uh, as we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about. It's funny how all that comes back around, though, when mm-hmm. you when you get into doing the things that you end up doing and following your your passions and yeah. stuff. So. So, uh, so what happened after school? So I was in grad school and um, realized it just wasn't the path for me. Mm-hmm. Didn't really want to do the teaching thing, and, yeah. and uh, as, although I've ended up doing a lot of teaching since. <laughs> um, so I just ad in the back of Mix Magazine, just a little ad for this place called Sweetwater that was looking for salespeople, yeah. sales engineers. Contacted them and uh, ended up being hired in uh, – Late 1992 as the sixth sales engineer, yeah. so I was the one of the very early ones. There were about 20, 25 people in the company They've at got that a time. A few more now, I think. A few more, yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> like a, a hundred thousand times more. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I moved up here, to Fort Wayne, and uh, was sales engineer, and then moved into the marketing, the early marketing stuff. Did mm-hmm. the first catalog, yeah. launched the website, yeah. uh, started the daily blog, the word for the day, the tech tip of the day, all that stuff. And um, in 1998. Saw another ad in the back of a magazine, a keyboard magazine this time. They were looking for an editorial assistant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I uh, in high school, discovered guitar player and keyboard and, and just loved those magazines. It was always a dream mm-hmm. to meet Craig Anderton and, yeah. to, you know, to get to to be a part of that that team and to do that stuff seemed so cool to me. So I applied, and they said, well, you're, you're way overqualified for editorial assistant, which is, you know, an assistant type of position. Um, 
but we need a technical editor. Okay. And so uh, I, I ended up being the senior technical editor at Keyboard Magazine Yeah. Uh, in a, for a couple of years. And the same company put out EQ Magazine EQ. in New York. And so they were they needed an editor-in-chief and mm-hmm. moved me out to New York. And so I did that till uh, 2005. Wow. And uh, then in 2005, you know, the, the magazine world changed and uh, – sure. You know, it got anyway. Yeah, I, I ended up. Uh, I, I had stayed. I left here on good terms and stayed friends with Chuck, and we'd we'd stayed in contact. And he heard about it and and got in touch and said, "Hey, come back here, do what yeah. you do for the magazines, but do it for me." Yeah, it's amazing. And for Sweetwater, and and uh, so I came back as editorial director. Yeah, um, in charge of the print stuff and anything with words. Yeah, and uh, in two thousand nine. This YouTube thing was kind of taken off, mm-hmm. and they said we need somebody to do some videos and just see what yeah. happens. And everybody said, "I'm not doing it. I'm not yeah. doing it." I, <laughs> I said, "I don't care. I'll try one." <clears throat> yeah. And so uh, I did uh, a couple of videos in 2009, and it seemed to go okay. And mm-hmm. you know, however many years later, and 2,600 videos later, <laughs> here I am. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're the. I mean, kind of the face of Sweetwater when it comes to online stuff. And there's a lot of a lot of content out there. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's great. I remember we did a video. A long time ago, with you, me, and Russ Berger. That's right. Yeah, so, at a gear fest. At a gear fest. Yep, and and uh, that was super fun. And um, it's just it's always cool to talk to you because you just have so much experience in so many different aspects of the industry. You mm-hmm. know, with uh, you know, being a sales engineer and working in magazines, doing videos, and then uh, you're just a accomplished musician as well. You know, oh, it's thank like, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I got to hear you last night at the jam session. Yeah, so that, that was super fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, is there a part of your job that you enjoy more, like what you're doing currently? Mm, that's a good question. Um, the, uh, of course, I was just so passionate about all of it. Yeah. You know, and the gear is, is so huge. And so getting to try new products and all those kind of things is fantastic. But yeah. I've also been privileged to get to interview a lot of fantastic people, sure. yourself, artists, you know, uh, people uh, from the industry, and mm-hmm. engineers, producers. And, and that's that's always a lot of fun to, yeah. to get to really sit down with someone and talk to them. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. And, I mean, everybody... It's nice because everybody wants to talk to Sweetwater, and you want to talk to them. So yeah, it, it works, it all out, works yeah. out. So that's cool. Um, so we, I remember back uh, when I used to work at Orlex a lifetime ago, uh, mm-hmm. we helped you with your your home studio back, way back then. Way back when. Um, yeah. And uh, I remember uh, we we did a lot of different things there. But uh, I, I the thing I remember the most is when you called us and said. I was up listening to old Beatles tracks all night, and I never knew that Paul played a fretless bass on this one track. You yeah, know, like because right, right. you could start to hear some things. And mm-hmm. I mean, you have a, a great history with understanding acoustics. You even wrote a book on it. Um, yep. And so, um, the name of that book was is acoustic uh, acoustic design for the home studio. Yeah, I've yeah. got that in the office, and and uh, it's a, a great resource for people. You oh, know, thank like, you. And, and uh, what got you started being interested in acoustics? You know, I was uh, as editor of EQ. I was touring a lot of studios and just hearing the difference yeah. that it, that it made when you went into a room that really was well treated. And once you start to recognize that, I, I won't uh, say the name, but I went into a very famous engineer's studio who was working on a major artist project and and uh, recognized that the the monitors were out of phase. Oh wow! And uh, <laughs> you know, so you, you start to notice those kind of things. And mm-hmm. and um, I was just always into sound quality. I just always wanted everything to sound great. I wanted to be able to hear everything when you're mixing, when you're recording. If you can't hear it, it you know you can't do it. Yeah, uh, I don't think. Yeah. And so uh, you know, I've, I'm always uh, I'm always after the best quality possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and as I learned more about it, I, I just got into it. 
you know, and uh, and uh, like like you were saying, once you experience it, wow, I never heard that before. I never recognized that, or my mixes just seem to translate better. Or, mm-hmm. You know, what, whatever you're doing, it just fuels that passion to to make it sound better and better and better. And, and that was actually a pretty primitive space that we were working. It was yeah. like an open basement, and mm-hmm. we, we had some space couplers in the ceiling yeah. and, and a little bit of treatment. But uh, compared to some things we've done since, uh, yeah, you know, but just getting things right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing too because like a lot of people. Uh, they hear about acoustical treatment and they're just like, hey, yeah, I'm sure that might might make a difference, but how much of a difference could it could it make? I, I'd rather invest in these speakers or these new microphones or compressors. And um, but honestly, I think I mean I'm a little biased because of what I do, but I, I feel like it's probably one of the best investments you can make. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I of course love fine monitors and mm-hmm. great microphones and all that stuff, but if you can't hear them correctly, yeah, and you can't trust your room, mm-hmm. then it seems like you're not getting value out of them, yeah. you know, and they're just not sounding as good. And I, I love having that for the sake of just listening to music as much as I do, <laughs> uh, as much as I do recording and, and mixing and all that kind of stuff, just to hear what the actual engineers, you know, intended for sure. And producers and, and artists and things. It's so much fun to me. Yeah. What, what was the uh, driving factor in, in writing the book that, um, I had written, let's see, I, I wrote seven books, I think, and, and did a DVD as well on, on mastering at home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it just seemed like a topic that there wasn't really a, a book that was aimed at home studio people. That was mm-hmm. at that time, most of the books were pretty technical. Yeah. Or there was a lot of construction involved and all that kind of stuff, and which is great if you can do that. But yeah. for a lot of us, you know, you're in a bedroom, yeah. you're in a, you're in the basement, you're in the garage or whatever. You can make a few holes in a wall, but you can't go past that. Right. And, and uh, I wanted to have a resource for people that were working in that kind of an environment mm-hmm. to still be able to make really dramatic improvements in the sound quality they're hearing. Yeah. I, I, that's one thing I tell people all the time is that of course we love it when we have a um, design from the ground up and like sky's the limit, we can do whatever we want with it, but right. that's not everybody's situation. And, and uh, sometimes people, by reading on forums or what have you, they'll see certain things and say, well, I guess there's no hope for my room. But right. you can still make drastic improvements in your space just by hitting first reflection points, doing some bass trapping, you know, adding some diffusion. Um, you know, it, it's not like uh, it may not be as good as those those facilities that had all the options available, but um, you can still have a really nice sounding room. Better is better. Yeah, better is better, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like uh, perfection is the enemy of the good, right? Yeah, it's right. Like, and so we don't want that. Um, and then, so personally, like we, we're working on a studio for yourself right now. Yeah. Yeah, which is super fun. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Yeah, so you got the, the st- studio in your basement, and I came over and we did some acoustical measurements and yep. uh, physical measurements. We've started uh, doing renderings, and, and uh, so we're at that phase where you're getting ready to, to start installing things. Start installing things, things yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, one of the challenges for me – challenges and also opportunities, is that uh, my wife and I are serial renovators. <laughs> so we've been in Fort Wayne since 2005, and this is our ninth place we've lived. Oh, wow, yeah. And we've renovated six or seven of those houses, and so uh, so we don't stay a long time. Sure. You know, we like to go in, we we find houses that need a little love and, and uh, upgrade them and bring them up and enjoy them for a while, then we move yeah. on to the next place and do the same thing. So I didn't want to go in and do a big construction, yeah, you know, kind of thing. I, I did that a, a couple of houses ago, mm-hmm. uh, and it was fantastic, but then we moved, and it was kind of like, ah. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <You know? a> <laughs> But uh, so the the approach for this one is I've, I've got a nice big bedroom in the basement, and it's got a higher ceiling, especially for a basement, Yeah, um, and there's a large uh, closet, walk-in closet attached that is just ideal for a booth or an amp room or whatever. Um, but 
I don't want to do a lot of construction. I want to use off-the-shelf products yeah. and uh, and uh, take it as far as I can for that. And uh, my goal is to have as much a listening space as a recording and, and mixing space because I just, yeah. as I mentioned earlier, I just love to sit and listen to music. And, for sure. you know, we don't get as much opportunity to do that anymore. So having a place where you can really go in and hear some beautiful sounds is, yeah. is important to me. And so we had talked and... Uh, um, opportunity was there for you to come over and do that, which is so much fun to yeah. get the measurements. And it's a little, little scary. Yeah, it is. I mean, because <laughs> every time you start with just a, a given room and you don't have the ability to do any construction, you're kind of the dimensions are the, what they are, mm-hmm. you know, and you kind of have to work around it. I remember um, looking at the the measurements when when we first did them. It wasn't wasn't too bad, you know. It looked like an untreated room, you right. know. It's got a tile floor as well, which is a little different than maybe a hardwood floor, or carpeted floor would be, but. Um, yeah, I think the room is is super nice with that great view out the back back yeah. window and and uh, um, like you said that that closet is just ready made for a little amp closet and, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I think it's gonna be great. It's we started with the renderings and kind of dialing in our approach for the treatment and yep. it's, for us I don't know how we design without renderings anymore because it's like it, you could do 2D plans but a lot of times you can't really tell what, what's going on from that. So right. how was the did the renderings work out for you? You know I, I when you emailed me the first set of renderings and I open them up and like they got everything I mean, every outlet's in exactly the right place every light switch like how do they even they, they made the light fixture look like a light fixture I mean, it, was, right. it was just like I'm looking at a room you know as yeah. close to a photo as you could get of the finished things that was so helpful yeah. because you really get an impression I remember we talked about it we're like uh, you know maybe those colors aren't right because it makes it look busy or mm-hmm. what, you know whatever given the wall colors and yeah. the, everything and wanting to keep the focus out the window yeah. You know, I've, I've had uh, studios and rooms with no windows, and acoustically that can be great sure. you know, and functionally, but uh, <laughs> you know you kind of miss the outside and had the benefit of a great view outside. So we wanted to make sure we had that. Yeah. And uh, so work ar- working around that, but you even had that in the rendering. Yeah. It, it's just, just fantastic. So I think that's a tremendous tool. It is. And, and we don't have any ego about our designs or like we don't send the first one and say like, this is what you got to go with. It's it's pretty much um, a, just a jumping off point. Like, hey, right. here's something. Can you react to that? Give us feedback and notes, and then we'll adjust it. And so we went back a couple times and yep. and dialed it in. But I think we got it at a place where it's it's ready to go. Yeah, we took a little detour because I was considering for a while doing a whole Atmos kind right. of thing, and, uh, and decided not to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way that we set the room up is it's possible to kind of go back and, and yeah. do some of that stuff later if we want to. So yeah, we've, I think we've arrived and actually I have the, the, all the materials are sitting there. Yeah. So when I get finished with GearFest here, I'll have some time to start hanging stuff up. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll come back after it's done and do some more measurements and, yeah. and see how things, things turned out. But uh, I think it'll be a, a real comfortable space for you and be real flexible to do whatever you need to. And then you also have a kind of another room that's, uh, we're not treating right now, but it's like uh, kind of performance for acoustic guitar and things like that down the hall. Yeah. There's a, uh, it's a big basement. And so there's, mm-hmm. there's some spaces in there and I'm, I'm kind of taking one as like a, I'm calling it a music room. Yeah. And it's a place to sit with practice my classical guitar and to, uh, work on charts for the band and, mm-hmm. you know, do that kind of stuff. Uh, I've got a digital piano in there. And, and yeah. so I just, a room that I can just go in and just kind of make music in and, yeah. and write and, and, uh, it's sort of a musical man cave, yeah. You know, as opposed to the studio, that's a little bit more not formal. I don't want to say that, but a little bit more purpose designed. Sure, yeah. For that. So, do you um, uh, kind of pivoting a little bit? But do you find a lot of time to play out, play live these days? Or I am making more time. Okay. I just I, I always have, yeah. And I've always tried to. I just feel that's really important to what I do. I, I don't think you can 
speak authoritatively or, or with any credibility if you're not yeah. actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I do work in the studio and I do record and, and release music. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I try to try to get out and play. I've got a new band that uh, we just did our first gig a couple weeks ago. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a yacht rock band, which has been just fascinating. I, I You know, I grew up with that music. Yeah. But going back to it, um, the arrangements are so incredible and the musicianship and the fact that they just went in and did that stuff. Yeah. You know, there was no Pro Tools. There was no, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. tuning or anything. And all the vocal arrangements, it's been a lot of fun to, yeah. uh, to really dig in and try and get that music right. It's been a lot of fun. Man, I want to catch a show. I, hopefully you guys play some night that I'm here. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we got some stuff coming up later this summer. Cool. So, yeah. My, uh, my cousin plays in um, the band Yacht Rock Review, if oh, you know wow. those guys. Yeah, so, I do know those guys, so yeah. Nick, I don't know them, but yeah, I, I... Nick yeah. is the uh, lead singer. Oh, the lead wow, singer. that's he's, fantastic. He's my cousin. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's a, great. it's fun. I mean, I mean, they fly around the country and play all sorts of gigs. I mean, people love those yeah. shows, and they get they get into them. So right, that's right. really fun. Um, yeah, I, I haven't uh, I haven't played a whole lot live lately. Like uh, little kids in a in a business and all that. It's 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 been a little tough. We used to play you know a couple times a month, and now it's maybe three or four times a year. Like yeah. we get out and play, but it's every time I do it though. I, I, I'm reminded of why I do what I do. You know, it's like, you know, driving to rehearsal or driving to the gig. I'm thinking about all my to-do list and other things I should be, should be uh, focusing on. And then I'm there and I'm in the moment. I'm like, Oh, that's the whole reason I'm doing what I'm doing now is that my passion for, for music and, and yeah, all that. So. Exactly. That, that's exactly right. And yeah. I'm fortunate with this band to, that everybody kind of is on the same page. You know, we, we don't want to do six nights a week. We, yeah. you know, once or twice a month is fine. And then I've got my other band with uh, my original music, which is uh, uh, instrumental jazz rock yeah. kind of music as well. I did an EP for that a while back. And so we play a couple times a year. Cool. Also, and get out. So, so yeah, I, I, for exactly the reasons you're talking about. I mean, it reminds you of why you're doing it. And occasionally, I get to sneak a new uh, product out and try it on stage and actually, yeah. you know, give it a real world test and things. That's kind of nice too. That's really awesome. So, what uh, do you have? Anything big you're working on right now? Uh, well, we're getting that band rolling, but I'm yeah. I'm writing my uh, my next EP, so I'm anxious okay. to have the space okay. to be able to go in and, and get some stuff uh, going with that. So we'll mm-hmm. be. Or, I don't know if it'll be an EP or an LP. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm working on two different projects. One is a follow-up to the first, and the other is going to be a little different direction. So we'll see how all, all that goes. So That's awesome. I'm really excited to have a space to, to work in that that is right. Yeah, yeah. It's doing a, all that. It makes a difference because, like, we have limited time with how busy we are with work, you know, and, mm-hmm. and um, it's, it's something where if you're struggling to get good sound quality out of the space at home, it's just a, you know, it, it's a demotivator, you know, it's it like you, you don't even want to get started because then you're, you're spending too much time That's right. mixing and then suddenly it, you know, doesn't translate well. So it's, it's yeah. good to have a good space at home. I've learned over the years that uh, there's, there's two things that I look for. Uh, I want to be able to um, trust the gear and trust the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I never want to say, oh, that would have been better if I had only had this or if this was right or I had this piece of gear or if only I'd had the right cable or whatever. You right. know, I don't ever want to be able to blame the gear or the room Yeah. in that case. And it's just down to me Yeah. and what I can do in there. And, you know, that is what it is. And so you, you yeah. work to improve that too. <laughs> that reminds me of a story. I uh, We did Tyler Joseph from 21 Pilots yeah. Studio and, and um, worked with TJ B. Chill here at, at Neat and um, – I remember it was like two in the morning. We were doing final testing and tuning of his system, and he came down. I texted him and said, "Hey, it's all done." He came down. He sat at the mix position. He started listening, and he's like, "Oh no!" And that was his first words after two and a half months of building the studio, <laughs> and it freaked me out because I was just like, "What is it, Tyler?" And he goes, 
it's all up to me now. Like he's like, I hear all the problems. I hear all the things right. that I in my because he used to produce things in bedrooms and on tour vans and things like that. And he's just like, I hear all the things I have to change, you know, now. And uh, yep. but it's it's a frightening thing, but it also is like a, a it's freeing, you know. It's like yep. you now realize that all the hard work you're doing is actually going to translate uh, to to people's systems and the music that you create. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys make it so easy with uh, the renderings. And then you also sent the final drawings that have yeah. all the dimensions and hang this here and yeah. do this and place this exactly here. And, <laughs> and it makes it easy to just go in with your screwdriver. Yeah, it, we, we try to make it um, take the guesswork out of it, you know, because yeah. it, 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 it all matters. You know, all the little details matter. And like, you know, we're, we weren't doing uh, isolation in your room, but mm -hmm. our isolation drawings are sometimes 30, 40 pages uh, because it's just like every little bit is important and contractors need to follow that properly. So, right. um, and then we're also like resources throughout, you know, if, if there's something that doesn't make sense on the drawings, you can call us and we, we get the answers. But, right. uh, but yeah, I'm excited for you to, to get it all set up and be able yeah. to come back here and listen to it. That's so. going to be fun. I, I'm, I'm so excited to get the uh, measurement afterwards we can do the yeah. before after comparison and yeah. see what that really does because it is we are using all off the shelf acoustical mm -hmm. fulfillment panels yeah. and and uh, corner panels and and space uh, space arrays on the back yeah. and, and so uh, yeah it's stuff you can go to sweetwater.com and buy yeah, that's the beauty of this is that um, we did something similar recently with produce like a pro with uh, uh, Warren Hewitt yeah. and uh, we did all off the shelf uh, items that anyone could buy and no custom base traps and things like that and and uh, it's funny because we did a first video with Warren and it was uh, all the comment sections like none of that's going to work because it's too thin and you got to do these things and and yeah in an ideal world if we wanted to do that uh, but that's that wasn't the goal for the project and then we went back and did testing and uh, the comment section shrunk <laughs> shrunk quite a bit because it was like wow that turned out really really good and, yeah. and so I uh, predict the same thing for your room it's going to be a real nice space do what you want it to do and yeah. and uh, you know not go too overboard because like you said Hopefully, uh, maybe you'll be here for a little while, but you never know. We'll be here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. I mean, this My has pleasure. been super cool, and I always enjoy being here at Sweetwater at Gear Fest. And, and uh, um, it's just I'm always uh, um, – amazed at what what you do you know like you, you well, thank you create just a, a amazing content and and uh um, just a wealth of knowledge and the fact that you sat down with me is uh, is an honor so uh, thank you my pleasure it's, you interviewed me this time yeah i know i well i was waiting for this you know like it, there's been times where you've interviewed me and i'm just like should really be the other way around but uh but yeah thanks so much for joining my so, pleasure thanks yeah. for coming to gear fest it's great to see you yeah Thanks for being part of the sound project. If you have any other uh, questions or, or comments that you'd like us to answer, feel free to comment below or uh, email us at info at and we'll see you next week.